The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. All right, boys and girls, and welcome to the Thursday edition of Brutal Nation. I'm your illustrious host, Scott Alexander. I'm a Leo. I like long walks on the beach and uh, eating foreign foods. You, <laughs> crazy psychopathic old lady with a walker in Geritol. That's hot. <laughs> I got some reason one, the only Lord Jameson. Say hi, sweetheart. Hi. All right. So we're going to do something a little bit odd today for this episode. And it relates to a nursery rhyme. So my question to you, boys and girls, is do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? <laughs> the Muffin Man from down on Drury, Drury Lane. Lane. Yes. <laughs> so a couple of days ago. We came across an article that drew our attention. The author of the article stated that the story behind the popular English nursery rhyme, uh, that there, there, there's a story behind it, right? That's what I meant. God damn. Fucking my brain stopped and shit. <laughs> don't do drugs, kids. So I don't want to give away too much. However, after reading the article, I did a little digging. And did you know there are alleged, the alleged macabre backstory? To the popular English nursery rhymes. That there's a whole bunch of them. There's actually five. I'll paraphrase five of them, and then we'll move on. So. Because they were warnings. They, they were. You know, for example, London Bridge is falling down. And almost everybody knows this, right? Um, the London Bridge is yeah. falling down. Everybody knows that. Um, where am I? Okay. London Bridge is falling down. My Fair Lady is the nursery rhyme that historically about what used to be the only bridge in London that spanned the River Thames. This bridge, although updated over the years, has been a part of the London landscape since the city was occupied by the Romans. I feel very Roman right now. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a tunic and let my balls swing free. A toga? <laughs> Toga, that's what I'm thinking of. Toga, toga, toga. That's right. (laughs) To Nick, my Nick, he Nick. (laughs) (laughs) I have have a nephew named Nick. So there's several theories behind the the childhood nursery rhyme. The first theory is that it was a much older bridge that was constructed out of wood, and it was completely destroyed by Norway's Olaf II when the Vikings raided the city. This theory, this theory stems from the 11th century poem written uh, for the Icelandic court that, was, uh, that has a verse very much that's, you know, a very similar to the London Bridges Falling Down bullshit, hmm. right? There's other theories, but like I said, we're just going to keep paraphrasing. How about Pop Goes the Re- Weasel? Now, I grew up singing this song using the lyrics all around the mulberry bush. The monkey chased the weasel. The monkey stopped and pulled up his socks. Pop goes the weasel. That happens to me when I get a hard on. (laughs) (laughs) Socks or not. Yes. I'm actually going to start singing that during sex. Pop goes the weasel. I'll have to ask Don how that goes. I'm probably going to (laughs) get murdered. That's what's going to happen. That's what finally did it. That's what finally pushed her over That's the edge. That's right, sweet tea and wine. However, the English version is quite a bit different and adds an extra verse. Half a pound of twopenny two ice. Half a pound of treacle? What the Tri- hell? What the hell is treacle? It's layers of like uh, custard and cake and like berries. You can make different kinds, but that's that's basically what it is. 
That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Up and down the city road, in and out the eagle. That's the way the money goes. Pop goes the weasel. Then there's, of course, Twiddly D and Twiddly Dumb. My two stepbrothers. <laughs> now, nah, that's messed up. I actually like my stepbrothers. They're, they're, they're pretty good folks. My real brother's a dick, but yeah, there you go. Right. Contrary to what people think, this pair of characters, which happened to be made famous by Lewis Carroll's, by Lewis Carroll, who wrote Alice in Wonderland, didn't originate from, Lewis, from Carroll's mind. In fact, Tweedledee and Tweedledum were first mentioned by the poem John By- Byram, by the poet, I'm sorry, by the poet John Byram. He wrote a satirical poem with the characters to illustrate the ongoing rivalry between musicians uh, Giovanni, how do you say that? Bon- Bonacini? Bonacetti, yes. that's it. Yeah. And George Frederick Handel. The original. Is it Handel? Handel. Handel. And yes. Gretel? Handel and Gretel? <laughs> yeah. Hansel? I think I have a Handel on it. <laughs> or on something. The original poem goes like this Some say compared to Bonacelli, the My Here. My, my Here. Oh, that mine here. Uh, I got it. I, I started realizing this is written in German, and it's fucking clicking. <laughs> mine here handles, but a ninny. Others aver, and then some other shit. Anyway, that's how it was written. Calling them both idiots. Then there's oranges and lemons and and all that good shit, right? So five. But the f- out of all these, the Muffin Man, however. Before I talk about the history of this nursery rhyme, I want to give you a brief history on muffins. And there's a reason, actually. Okay. Because it's not what we're thinking a muffin is. What do you think a muffin is? Before you don't even read for it, what do you think a muffin is? Um, yeah, that's hot. A muffin top, yeah. I, I, I like girls with a little bit of a muffin top because it's one of my fetishes. You got some handles? Oh, hell yeah, man. I will lick some that Some handles? I will lick that chubby belly. You have no idea. Love that shit. <laughs> but a muffin's not what I thought it was, okay? Um, mainly because when I hear this song about the muffin man, I think muffins we eat today. You know, blueberry, double chocolate, poppy seed, banana nut, you know, good shit like that. Right. Or brand muffins if you got to poop. Ugh, yeah. Then I like brand muffins, man. But I would die. I, well, not that's with, true. Not with my issues. <laughs> I can't have that. Yeah. And then Laura's bunghole fell out. And Pretty that much. All, that's all yeah. they wrote for her. Yeah. Pop goes the weasel. <laughs> Basically, that, yeah. That's terrible. I'm sorry, Laura. I love that. <laughs> However, I was way off. I don't want to make the same mistake. It's actually referring to the British version of the muffin. So author and blogger Jesse Nunemaker said it, said it best when he said muffins. At least uh, how we think of muffins in the United States encompass more than what we consider muffins in the United States. Which makes no fucking sense, but okay. Britain's muffin history. (laughs) Fucking A. I probably don't have to say this, but here in the United States, we we can literally describe a muffin as a cake without frosting. Which is exactly what I said. It's fucking, it's cake without frosting. That's what a muffin is. Because Britain doesn't know what the fuck a muffin is. Just like they call, you know, fucking cookies biscuits. Biscuits, yes. That should be illegal. If you offer me biscuits, man, I'm from the South. You better have some good fucking biscuits. Some (laughs) gravy. Yeah, you better have some goddamn fucking biscuits. You don't offer me a cookie, I'm going to smack your mama. 
Okay, just to give you an idea of what muffins here look like. They don't generally taste anything like a cupcake because they're made a, a bit differently. Where the cupcake is generally cake batter, a muffin is a quick bread batter. For the most part, the British refer to muffins as a crumpet. Tea and crumpets? Yes. Give me no fucking crumpet bullshit. Oh, they're good. I don't care. I, I just don't like the name I crumpet. I can't eat them anymore, but they're crumpets good. Crumpets make it sound like I'm way too posh for what I do. Like, seriously, <laughs> like I should have like a monocle looking like the Peanuts guy, the guy from the Planner's Peanuts thing. Yes. And what's his name? Pecker Peter or Pecker Peanut or, or Monopoly. Yeah, or the Monopoly guy sitting there. Please have G's pull the car around. Where's yes. my monocle on the chain? Let me look at that. Oh, darling, you look fabulous. Not bullshit. <laughs> Fuck that. This is a little treat that is often served with at, at tea time, which I've had it during high tea. It's almost a cross between a traditional pancake and what we refer to today as an English muffin. Similar to English muffins, when a crumpet is baked properly, it has, a, it has air holes, much like my ex-wife. And what I call the nooks and crannies. Not grannies, crannies. But there's <laughs> crannies in those grannies, baby! Woo! Cheer it all! <laughs> That's what makes the air holes. And guess what? Even no matter if it's crannies or grannies, that holds the delicious pull of melted butter. Oh God! <laughs> you like that one? Become cheese at that point. <laughs> hey, I'm a big fan of butter and cheese. <laughs> Come on, Granny, let's roll with these. Oh God! I'll blow the cobwebs out. However, similar to <laughs> traditional pancake, a crumpet is thinner than an English muffin, and significantly, significantly more moist. So moist. Moist. Moist grannies and crannies. The best way to eat a granny, I mean a crumpet, <laughs> is to toast it. <laughs> with a leg behind each ear. Then spread it with butter, clotted cream, or jam or jelly. Oh, just like a granny. Okay. The holes on a crumpet stretch to the outer crust. I can't do this. This is bad. This is, yes. This is, this is obscene. <laughs> This is taking me down a rabbit hole of which I cannot take this serious. Oh. This is a serious article. God. It's like, I, I chose this for a reason because it is serious. Because it has nothing here is questions. serious. God damn it. Hmm. Give this oh. to your researchers, Scott. Let yes. up. Now, what could go wrong? I, I, this is what I ask my researchers. What, think before you type this shit. You all know how my brain works. You can't put this stuff in there. <laughs> oh, what can go wrong? Scott will take this seriously. No. no yeah, no. That's no. not going to fucking happen. You think that she thought you were going to take this seriously? I was hoping that she did. I was hoping she was going to, okay, Scott will take this seriously. I mean, he's going to, this is, he gave it to me. And, fuck. You know, you know that she's just basically, it's all like, oh, yeah, let's, uh, let's just, let's, let's bring this as close to the fucking line where he gets to choose whether or not he. I chose a dark path. That's what I did. I, I, I'm reading this. I'm choosing grannies and clotted cream and crumpets and grannies <sighs> on grannies with, with and stretching out there. Never mind. We're not stretching out grannies right now. That's in about another hour. <laughs> For those of you that don't know what clotted cream is, it does not actually come from a granny. Just saying. It's, well. It's, it's full cream, cow's milk, heated in a double boiler or water bath that's poured into shallow pans to cool. The cream then rises to the top and clots, hence the name, clotted cream. In, a, in other words, butter that isn't churned. Right, yeah. 
Okay, what the fuck is this little spot sound pack? Uh, I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm just going to kind of... This might blow your mind. Let's, let's, do it. let's go with this part of it. Because if not, guys, this is like 5,000 fucking pages of shit. Yeah. So if I don't paraphrase, you guys are going to turn this off. You're going to send me hate mail and threaten to fucking kick me in the nuts. In the cranny? You're going you're gonna <laughs> to kick me in my clotted cream nooks and cranny, granny. <laughs> in the nursery around the Muffin Man, there's a line that goes, Do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. The next little uh, factoid might blow your mind. I know mine. I, I know mine was. According to the British history, there really was a muffin man. Well, actually, there were several muffin men. I read this part, so now I know where it's going. I'm on track. Back <laughs> in the day, a muffin man went around selling muffins, crumpets, I guess it is now. Not real muffins because they're not blueberry and shit. But right, man. yes. That were made of yeast and were found uh, that, that, that were somewhat puffy. In other words, a cross between the United States calls an English muffin and a British crumpet. Tally ho! <laughs> there was actually a need for them in the Victorian times, though. Now, why were why were there muffin mans? Let's let, let's get into that. And trust me, guys, bear with me because all this shit leads into the folklore. There's a point, and there's, yeah, there's, everything leads to an end. But this one here, at least, has a little bit of humor to it. <laughs> And uh, especially seeing how this led me down a dark granny cranny road with covering God. grannies and crannies with butter or jam or jelly. That was yesterday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not allowed that nursing home ever again. That's but, quickly going to turn into a medical Monday. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly what they said. They looked at me and said, you Scott Alexander for Brutal Nation? I said, how did you know Medical Monday, Medical bitch. Mondays, yep. We are writing a report and sending that in. <laughs> great. Ah, fantastic. Get me on my own show. That's great. In Victorian times, the poorest citizens would spend 12-plus hours at work with only one day off a week, which was Sundays. Therefore, they didn't leave much time to cook the meals. Not to mention, ki- kitchens weren't typically... Uh, they were only typically seen in more affluent households in that area. For the most part, people had to prepare their food over open fires. Not a very pleasant task, by the way, to to say the least. Rather than deal with the heat and the smoke uh, that cooking in an open fireplace would entail, most people opted to purchase their food from what we now refer as various street vendors. In fact, a muffin man was just another street vendor. They walked around the city streets hawking their wares. In that, in this case, crumpets and muffins, at affordable at, at affordably low prices, like we see today. Typically, uh, typical healthier meals were rather expensive, much like today. Yeah, it, it, it's right. It's so yeah. easy to eat shit, eat crap because it's way cheaper as opposed to buying like fruits and vegetables and meats and things yep. like that. It's easier <laughs> to go to McDonald's and buy two hamburgers for five bucks. Right. Yeah. Which is it's fucking ridiculous. It is. So, like today, poor families had to rely on denser foods for nourishment. Foods such as bread and muffins, essentially a, harp, a high-carb diet. And Atkins and Keto rolled over in their graves. Yeah, they did. Yeah. They're like, we hate you people. But they, expend, they, they expended a lot more... Um, energy. Energy at the time. It just sucks not to have, to have all that high carbohydrates and really no protein yeah it's pretty fucked up huh yeah 
there were other street vendors as well. They would sell uh, things uh, such as hot eels, oh, okay. fried fish. Oh, man, I love fucking freshwater eel. I do, too, actually. Yeah, That's unagi? one of my favorite things in sushi. That's me, yeah. Unagi. Yeah. I fucking love unagi. Yeah. Baked potatoes, pea soup, and meat pies or pastries. Pronounced pasties. Pasties. It says pasties, but I say pasties because yes. that's what I'm wearing today, bitches. I have made them before. You've made pasties? <laughs> I have. I made pasties. Mm, I didn't know our, I think our relationship just changed, <laughs> sweetheart. That's hot. Meet me in the back room in about 10 months. With some gravy. Yes, definitely pour the gravy on me. Yes. That's hot. <laughs> and very hot. It yes. my skin. For those who don't know what pasties are, uh, there's only one way to describe it. A handheld cold meat pie. They were widely consumed by miners because of their convenience. So, who were these muffin men? For the most part, street vendors that sold muffins and crumpets are considered old street tradesmen. Let me use today's vernacular to describe them. They were old school street vendors. There's no way to know for sure exactly how many muffin men roamed the streets of London during the Victoria area. However, I read somewhere that in the winter, there was upwards of 500 at any given time. Damn. That's a lot of muffin men. Yeah. A lot of fucking crumpet muffin shit going on. The majority of the muffin men were pre-adolescent boys, young men, and old men. Some of these boys to men, which is a band <laughs> from fucking the 80s. 90s. Was it the 90s? I thought it's it was 80s. 90s. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay. Well, close enough. It still sucked. Because <laughs> I just don't like that kind of music. Anyway, we're handicapped, like the band, and chose this line <laughs> of work because they were able to find jobs. They weren't able to find jobs anywhere else with their disabilities. Although there were a few pre-adolescent slash adolescent girls who worked the trade, there were hardly any adult women because they were being hookers. And I'm not even joking. That's just they were the, working. Yeah, they were working <laughs> girls. <coughs> Give a blowjob for a quid. For a quid. Yeah. Ew. <coughs> Everybody was nasty then. All hairy. That's the least of my worries. And fungi. Yeah. And just not showering and bathing every yeah. day. Yeah. Little cheese going on. Yeah. Cheese with your crackers? No, thanks. <laughs> There's some syphilis. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you got me that time. <coughs> got to take a little breaky here. <coughs> oh. Because, uh, Laura damn near had me choking on my coffee. <laughs> Yeah, hair's the least of my worries at that point. <laughs> they need a moist towelette and a yeah. bath. <laughs> they need to be hosed down. <coughs> With Lysol. Yes. <coughs> this might surprise you, but none of the street vendors actually made the crumpets and mus- muffins that they sold on the streets. In fact, if they did, they would never make any money or bare minimum, they'd break even for that matter. Typically, the street vendors bought the products from the local bakery at what we would consider wholesale prices, which makes, makes the sense. most sense. Yeah. In fact, a lot of bakeries sold muffins on the, uh, to the street vendors at 13 to a dozen, hence the term a baker's dozen. Yes. Almost like a punch card system, for every 12 they bought, they got one free. This gave the street vendors a wider profit margin. Now, how muffins were sold. Number one, we put them around my booby areas. Then we go, ain't I sexy? And then he wants to, all my muffins bring the boys to the yard. Yes. God. Oh, my God. I need Jesus. 
Yeah. No, nothing can save me now. I'm telling you. Save you. It's fucked up. So once the muffin man brought the product uh, from the baker, he would place it in a cloth or flannel lined basket in order to keep them warm. I read an excerpt from Henry Mayhew's book titled London Laborer and the London Poor. And it said, just read the fucking article. Yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm not going to read all that shit. No. In a section titled Muffins and Crumpets Selling in the Streets, it talked about the process and stated people like them warm. Which makes sense. You want something nice and warm, especially on a cold night. Yeah. A cold day. You don't want to drink iced tea. Working for 12 hours. Yeah, you're working for 12 hours. It's snowing. It's icy. It's all fucked up outside. You don't want to sit there and go, hey, give me something icy cold, like cold, a salad yeah. or something. Yeah. No, you want something warm in your belly, something that's, that's substantial. Right. Damn it. Um, and, they, and they almost always are fresh. But it can't matter so much about their being warm as they have to be toasted again. I only wish good butter was a sight cheaper, and that and that would make the muffins go uh, butters half the battle. Oh, that make the muffins go okay, and butters yeah. half the battle, yeah, which yeah. I agree. I don't use margarine when I cook. <coughs> no, I straight up all fucking butter. Use butter, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So I'm not going to read all that bullshit right there. <coughs> And Scott died. It's all your fault. Stuff coughed in my lungs. You, oh, we were trying to kill me. <laughs> and grass pollen. That is and not my pollen. fault. I'm blaming that for you. I'm, that's your fault too. You told the grass <laughs> to try to kill me with its pollen. I was Mother Nature. You just didn't know it. You were totally Mother Naturing me, and I didn't even get the good part of it. All I got was a crappy allergies. Today, when we went to, uh, when we want to let someone know that we have something for sale that they should buy, we advertise. However, they really didn't have the resources we have today for advertising back then. A muffin man had to make a little noise to let the people know that he had the goods to sell for the day. Granny's for sale. I have fresh. Oh no, that's <laughs> they're not really fresh. No, they're not I mean, fresh. They've been grannies, around but for they a have while. Grannies. Yes, you can cover your granny's grannies with butter, <laughs> or jam, or jelly, or clotted cream. <laughs> Come with me and oh you'll see a world of pure granny nation. <laughs> you can cover them with clotted cream, butter, or jam. And you're like, you can have this ticket back. I'm done. <laughs> you want to see the grannies. <laughs> <laughs> That's where the scary boat ride goes. <laughs> <laughs> Oompa loompa yeah. doopa dee doo. I have a wetty granny for you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> anyway. Here we go. <laughs> my my mind is like a fucking, like it, it's just, it leaks like a fucking sieve. I get easily distracted by bright colors and squirrels. <clears throat> Contrary to what you see in the movies, they couldn't just yell out, Muffins, get your muffins here, hot muffins here. Well, they could, but nobody would hear their cries over the noise of the horse-drawn carriages, industrial buildings, and pe- other people's conversations, and then the granny salesman. Um, <laughs> they're pretty loud, too, with the grannies yelling, No, don't put it there! And you're like, shut the fuck up, you have grannies. So they had to come up with something that set them apart from the other street vendors. They employed the use of a bell to draw people's attention. 
ding, 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 ding. Kind of like the fucking bell ringers during Christmas. Oh, my God. For Salvation Army. I can't. Ah, <laughs> uh, that irritates me. <laughs> Not getting my money because you irritate me. That's pretty much me. Yeah. Since muffins are the most po- were most popular in England in the 19th century, muffin men could be seen walking up and down the streets uh, starting in the early morning hours. However, their most lucrative time of day was around tea time because you have to have a crumpet or a muffin with your tea. It's Silly the law. Man. We can't live like uncivilized barbarians. <laughs> That's when their balls, I mean their bells... Could be heard for miles around, or their balls. <laughs> Could be. Okay, so we're going to get away from that, okay? So, then they moved away from bells for some reason, okay? Having a, yeah, having a hard time with the... Just, why? So much. There's just, there's so way, much words. Yeah, so much words, and I'm like half retarded on a good day. So, let's just do this. Some might be wondering why... There was such an aversion to the muffin men's bells. Bear in mind, at the peak of the of the profession, muffin men only sold their wares through the winter. Although I have never been there, I have. I hear British winters can be rather miserable with the snow and the rain. People were quite literally wet for months on end, and it's so true. Like it's, here. it's miserable. No, it's like worse than here. Well, you know, it is. It's lateral, I, so it's yeah, it's nasty. Plus, it's full of English people. I know what winters are like here in the Pacific Northwest, although uh, don't see snow very often. I see way too much fucking snow. Like one snowflake for me is too much, so I don't. It's too much, yeah. We always have the rain and the cold. So I can see why people weren't so fond of the Muffin Man at the time. Uh, Yeah, it's warm, but I can see more. Well, whatever. (laughs) That is true. All right, now let's get into that question I asked before. Ready? Do you really know the Muffin Man? Let's find out, little girl. <laughs> Bring your grandma over and sit on my lap. Anyway. Uh, I think that's Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> <laughs> what happened between me and Red's our business, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just say it was at Grandma's house. <laughs> oh, Scotty, why big, what? What big eyes you have. All the better to see so I can eat you. And she said, well, about fucking time. I've got fucking jelly and some butter. Not my granny, but I've got grannies too. (coughs) Of the five English nursery rhymes that have questionable histories, I was only really familiar with three of them. Granted, I have seen Alice in Wonderland numerous times, nearly every version of it. Therefore, I'm very familiar with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. However, I wasn't aware that there was a nursery rhyme that was associated with them. I was. Hmm, okay. Hmm. That's just the researcher thing. Okay. Apparently, she's retarded, too. Let's all be honest for a moment. How many of us here in the United States can say we have ever heard the nursery rhyme Oranges and Lemons? I haven't. I'll be honest. I have not. I have never. uh, John has. I have never fucking heard it in my life. So, I mean, seriously, until I began researching this presentation, I thought there were only two citrus fruits. Oh, that there were just two citrus fruits. One a bit sweet, one a bit sour. Both really good as a garnish in water. Or rubbed on grannies. What it comes to... Or to stop scurvy, you know. Hey, grannies. Scurvy. I see a connection there. (laughs) Let me rehydrate you there, Grandma. 
A prune becomes a plum once again. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> no more raisins. That just goes to a dark, dark bath. <laughs> when it comes to the other three nursery rhymes, although they were all very familiar, this one is still very popular with the younger generation. The youngins! We probably have the Shrek movies to thank for this. Yeah, I would and say do, so. Yeah. Oh, and let's not forget the memes that still flood our Facebook feeds. In case you haven't heard the lyrics, this is The Muffin Man. Hey, little girl, what kind of panties are you wearing? Oh, no, no, that's not it. I'm sorry. Let me see your muffin. Let me see your muffin. Now, how about your grandma's? Do you have naked pictures of your grandma? Do you want some? I have them. Do you know The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man. Do you know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane? Yes, I know the Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. The Muffin Man. Yes, I know the Muffin Man who lives on Drury Lane. But ask yourself, do you really know the Muffin Man? (laughs) Or at least the history behind the popular nursery rhyme? Let's go with the legend of the Muffin Man for a moment. According to some legends, the nursery rhyme is based on an actual muffin man named Frederick Thomas. Not Thomas's English muffins, by the way. <laughs> Frederick Thomas Linwood. <laughs> Apparently, he was born sometime around 1563 and died sometime in 1612. Apparently, Frederick's tale is one of, uh, if not the most horrific tales in the history of mankind. There are some people who believe that the story is based on fact, but due to the time period, there wasn't a lot of documentation going on. No. Just stories passed down through generations. Most people couldn't even read at that point. Hell, people can't fucking read now. Now. We're 2022. Like my son's saying, what's penitentiary mean? That's right. Fucking idiot. How do you know what spatchcock means, but you don't know what a penitentiary is? That's what I was thinking. (laughs) Okay, that's true. Yes, yeah. All right. I'm going to spatchcock his ass over a canyon wall is what I'm going to do. For him. Uh, anyway, yet there are others who think that the tale are merely stories that are born around the campfire late at night to scare people and little old ladies. Um, but I think that every tale has a little bit of truth to it. It has to. That's what makes it scary. Yes. Let's assume for a moment that Frederick's story is based on fact. Frederick Thomas Limwood, a.k.a. the Muffin Man, a.k.a. the Drury Lane Dicer. Oh, my. Is said to have had been an individual who introduced England to the first, uh, to, to the serial killer phenomenon. <coughs> he was it's, making meat muffins. <laughs> sounds like. <laughs> I got a meat muffin for y'all. <laughs> it's roasting right now. Fresh out of the oven. It said that Frederick took great pleasure in murdering people, and especially children. Some even, uh, some have even said that after he murdered his victims, he had a unique way of disposing of the remains so that he, so that as to go undetected. Apparently, once his victims were dead, he would dismember them, then put their body parts into a grinder and incorporate them into baked goods. So yes, meat muffins. Yeah. After that. He would sell the goods to unwitting customers on the streets. Now, assuming this is true, Frederick Frederick didn't just introduce England to the serial killer concept. He was also the pioneer of recycling. (laughs) 
recycle your dead bodies here. That's some <laughs> Soylent Green muffins. Oh, yes. Well, get this. He didn't hunt down any of his victims. He lured them. Oh, boy. Kind of like fishing. Yeah. Oh, I got a bass. Or an old lady. Keep in mind, they weren't any credible resources from the area uh, from the era in which Frederick allegedly committed his crimes. In other words, there isn't any evidence that the that this is factually based. However, the legend states that unlike other serial killers we have featured, Frederick didn't hunt his victims; he lured them. How do you how? You're, I know you guys are asking that right now. You're like, how? <laughs> They're probably saying, why didn't you tell us before? Because you keep on yammering on. But you talk about old ladies and grannies and crannies and fannies and butter and nipples. Apparently, he used a warm, uh, he used his warm baked goods to lure his victims. Usually a child to a secluded area. I actually read a couple of articles, both of which are coincidentally on Medium, which is where we're featured, that talked about how uh, he did this. Although... They both said uh, he played a game with his victims. One went into detail on how he played the game. So here's the game. Okay, ready? According to the article written by Kiran Yasmin. Really? Change your name. <laughs> That's probably... Uh... I know. I shouldn't be fucking with you. I'm yeah. sorry, Kiran. <laughs> I really am. I'm just, I'm just screwing with you. So don't, don't fucking hate me. I don't need any of your shit. Titled The Muffin Man, he baked children and sold them at his bakery. Frederick would pretend as if uh, he were playing a game with his victims. However, it wasn't until the child was away from the safety of their family and that and at his bakery that they would realize it wasn't a game. Then there's Sarah Cottrell's and her... Uh, you can find her blogs, by the way, at Sarah Cottrell. And then uh, Kiran Yasmin is at Kiran Yasmin. That's K-I-R-A-N-Y-A-S-M-I-N. And then Sarah is Sarah, S-A-R-A-H-C-O-T-T-E-R-E-L-L. Uh, you can look up their articles. And hers was entitled, Do You Know the Muffin Man? He was a serial killer who played on kids. He stated uh, that Fred, uh, she stated that Frederick would tie one of his delicious muffins to the end of a string and set it on the side of a parcel of muffins left on his customer's doorstep. When the child went to reach for the tasty treat, Frederick would pull it away. This little game of keep away led the child away from the safety of his family and straight to the Muffin Man's Bakery. <laughs> where they were never seen or heard from again. This is how I imagine it happening from a parent's perspective. Little Timmy's outside playing. Yay, we're having fun. Yay. <laughs> Odd concept to imagine considering today's generation. Because kids don't go outside and play, but I digress. Yeah. But my generation actually did go outside and play. So uh, yeah. this generation here, fuck yourselves. Go outside and fucking play, you lazy bastards. Get my off mom was Xbox. like, you need to go outside. I don't want to see you in here today. That's how I feel about my son 99% of the time. Um, but anyway, so it's not foreign to everybody. His mother's busy tending to the business around the house and his siblings. His father, he's off to work. Not expected to be home until after Timmy goes to bed. 
Timmy's mom is really busy, so she's glad that it is that it isn't extremely wet and cold outside. So he isn't con- uh, constantly under her foot. While she uh, while she does what she has to do to help put food on the table. However, he's still young enough that she looks up every you know so often to make sure that uh, that that he's still there and where he's supposed to be. He should be working in a sweatshop. I agree. I, I think that five-year-olds should be working in sweatshops today. <laughs> Little <laughs> bastards. Fucking, you're born. Spend five years being a bum, not making a living, not doing nothing but crying and shit in your pants. Get to work. Seriously. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean that about kids. I mean, kick them. Uh, no, I don't mean that either. <laughs> One time she looks up, and he's tossing around a stick that he found on the ground. A few minutes later, she looks up to check on him, and he's gone. Little Timmy would never be seen from seen again. People outside of his family would eventually forget about him. However, every time someone said the name Timmy, his mother would burst into tears. <laughs> Why my son? She was never the same again. Nobody ever knew what happened to the boy except Frederick Thomas Linwood the Muffin Man here I am enjoying the killing of a fictitious kid (laughs) I'm an asshole you gotta make it fun I do I I, I try to make everything fun yes I'm fucking I'm, I'm mentally retarded so I know that we have covered extremely sick and twisted individuals already. Some of them even preyed on young children. Yet each one had a different motivation for committing their murders. Since there isn't any documentation about the alleged crime, we are left with the mere speculation, random theories, and random theories about what drove Frederick to commit some of the most heinous acts known to mankind. So killing two birds with one stoner. No, we can't <laughs> launch stoners either, right? I'm safe. I was going to get my stoner catapult, which like, I built oh, originally to launch the I Mexicans next door. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to launch the Mexicans next door until I made peace with them. I call it my Mexipult. Oh, God. <laughs> but I digress. Yes. Or as uh, John and I's favorite guy on uh, TikTok says, I die Greg. I die Greg, yes. That guy's hilarious. He is, man. I love that guy. Must have theorized that Frederick didn't want to compete with the other bakers for his territory. According to the legend, he assumed that if the children were disappearing from an area, he was killing two birds with one stone, so to speak. <laughs> he doesn't like kids either. Yeah. Dude, Frederick, you're my buddy. I'm right there. I don't like kids. <laughs> In those days, it was completely natural for parents to send their young children to run errands for him, especially if they were busy working or tending to more pressing matters around the house. Therefore, it wouldn't have been uncommon for a parent to send little Timmy to the bakery to pick up muffins. Or grannies. Just saying. Maybe he had a fetish really young. Ten years you old. You never know. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> I saw my granny in her bloomers. And then I got excited. <laughs> and I have butter. And she's got crannies. <coughs> That's not right. God damn it. I really should be talking to my shrink about this shit. Like, seriously. <laughs> but then he's going to have me committed. Yes. My fear is that he listens to this show. <laughs> actually. Because the next thing I'm going to have is a knock on my door. This is an intervention. You need inpatient treatment for the next six months. Yeah. Because you're a lunatic. 
we'll take a hiatus. <laughs> if children suddenly dis- uh, began to disappear off the streets, parents wouldn't send their kids out on errands. And if they were too busy themselves, they would just stop going to local bakeries, therefore increasing the demand for the services of the muffin man who made deliveries. Actually, that makes sense. That's a good job. Good good job (coughs) figuring out your business strategy there. I like his business plan. That's pretty good. In line with uh, this theory, legend states that in addition to the children Frederick murdered, he also killed seven adults during his reign of terror on the streets of the the English Renaissance London, all of whom were competitors in the industry. Hey, man, it's a dog-eat-dog world in business. I'm the first one to tell you that. And if you've got to take out a competitor, whether it's kill them or put them under business-wise... You gotta fucking do what you gotta, you gotta do. do. What you gotta do. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking it's the Renaissance. Everybody's kind of poor. You're trying to make a fucking living, and if you gotta murder your competitors, then that's fine. You can't do that now. No. Because you know, fucking, you know, I, I'd be suspect one. <laughs> I'd be like, that was one of Scott's competitors, and two of his competitors already are gone. Just disappeared. We know it's that fat ass motherfucker. Another theory is that Frederick wasn't normal in terms of his men- his mentality. In fact, I think one article might have even used the phrase, he wasn't right in the head, much like <laughs> me. Therefore, his mental health issues drove him to lure innocent victims off of the street and kill them in his bakery. This theory actually makes the most sense, in my opinion. Especially when you consider that uh, there were typically two types of people in, in the profession, prepubescent and young uh, adolescents, or elderly or infirm. Therefore, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Frederick was, in fact, mentally unstable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. That makes sense. I'm, uh, I'm picking up what she's throwing down with that. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. So let's face it. Throughout early English history, those in the baking industry didn't see a whole lot of income coming in. Nor was their job pleasant by any standard of the definition. Those who could afford it during the time opted to forego the trip to the bakery and instead had their baked goods delivered to the doorstep. During, this, during certain months of the year, typically in the winter, the demand for these deliveries grew exponentially in comparison to the summer months. However, something just changed on my fucking screen. Yeah, mine too. That happened to you too, huh? Yes. Huh. Okay. Weird. Okay. I'll party with that shit, I guess. The fuck am I? I'm lost! We're having the same hallucination. However, the bakers in the area did not have the luxury of industrial-sized mixers, nor could they spare a percentage of their profits to hire someone to work for them. Therefore, they had to do it all by themselves. Since everyone wanted their deliveries during the morning hours before tea time, that meant that the bakers had to start work that day, the night before, for that day, the night before. In order for the muffins to be fresh for their customers, bakers typically began their shifts somewhere between 10 and 11 p.m. In fact, oftentimes, the only time they got any semblance of sleep was when they closed their eyes waiting for the dough to rise. Like my pants. Needless to say, working a thankless job while barely being able to make ends meet under these stressful, sleepless conditions was evident in the quality of the goods sold. Or, should I say, the lack of quality of the goods sold. Because, you know, shit's going to slip through the cracks. Yeah. 
It's been said that in order to produce more bread muffins to sell, bakers would do double time. No, that didn't mean uh, work double time. They found another way uh, for their supply to meet their demand. Rather than hire help, which would cut into their profit margin, bakers would make twice as much baked goods by kneading the dough with their hands and their feet at the oh. same time. Flip oh, bread! Okay. I thought that bread tasted a little Off. like it had yeah. like mushrooms in it, like a little fungi. A little Ugh. cheesy. I think I'm officially going to stop eating bread, by the way. <laughs> Foot bread. At least it's being cooked in, like, over fire. That's true. I just think of somebody's funky-ass feet in there in the nose showers. Yeah. Think about what grows between your toes. And, like... And not what you pick out of your nose. But not- I suppose with the rose, <laughs> we could close for the day. Now, um, what, what happened? We shower every day. Well, I do. I'm pretty sure you do. Um, I don't know. I've never seen you shower, but I'm assuming you shower every day. Um, what happens with your feet at the end of the day on a, on a good day, on a winter day? That's not even hot. You're not even sweating. Right. Now you just now stomped a bunch of dough. You're not showering every day. You may be doing it once a week. They also didn't have as many. They didn't have clean clothes to wear every day. Yeah, exactly. You're going to get pretty funky. Monkey. Yeah. That's just... According to some legends, uh, it's backbreaking, high-stress lifestyle that drove Frederick to murder. In order to scope, in order to cope, sorry, with the pressure of his job as a baker, he gained some preserve, uh, perverse pleasure in the process of taunting, luring, tricking, and eventually torturing his victims before killing them. One version of Frederick's story claims that once he had lured a child back to his bakery, he took a wooden spoon and knocked and knocked them out. Okay, knocked them out. However, it seems less likely since it's nearly impossible to knock someone out, even a young child, unconscious with a common household item. Bullshit. It'd be, it could be a heavy-ass fucking... It's, uh, it's all in how much you're putting into your arm when you do it. Well, plus, it could be like an oak, big-ass oak spoon. I think that she's thinking of, like, my wooden spoons, which are like that. This could be a big-ass sturdy well, but it also... Oak. They were, like, thicker. It wasn't right. like the, sh- the the ones you buy now. Like, he picks it up, like... Yeah, yeah, he picks up, like, Thor's hammer, you right. know, lightning shooting out of it and shit, and you, bam, bam! He, he yeah. whacks that little puke like he's a fly with a fly swatter. Exactly. Bam. And little Timmy just sits there and goes, I think I want the stick for Christmas. And he's gone. That's done. it. You're done. You're done. You ain't getting nothing for Christmas. But you ain't going to be whining either because your mom has 13 fucking kids. She's not even going to realize you're gone. Yeah, she's not going to miss you for months, dude. Yeah. She's just going to look around and notice that there's a lot more food and a lot less of you. Yeah. So one version of Frederick's story claims that he once had lured a child back to his bakery. He took a... Oh, I got that. Okay. It seems unconscious. Whatever. But wait. There's more. There is the possibility that the tale of Frederick Thomas Linwood is nothing more than a figment of someone's overactive imagination. Let's face it. Urban legends in general have a way of influencing our reality. After all, there's an entire film series dedicated to dramatizing some of the most popular legends of our time. When I began researching Frederick Thomas Linwood, a.k.a. The Muffin Man, a.k.a. The Drury Lane Dicer, 
Sounds like professional wrestling. It does. I like that. And in this corner, in the blue trunks, the Drury Lane Dyson. Exactly. <laughs> I started. I started by typing in the uh, the name in my search bar. That's something I do frequently to get an idea of where to start. In the first two page results, I found a host of articles talking about the legend. However, on the first page, I also found an article written by R. Uh, Dan R. Uh, at Humble underscore Squid, published on Medium, titled, No, the Muffin Man Was Not a 16th Century Serial Killer. What do you know, Dan? Right. You weren't there. You weren't there. I was. I remember <laughs> he tried to lure me in with one of his muffins, and then when I wouldn't go for that, he showed me a granny with crannies and butter. He almost got me with that one. And I got Scott was hooked. I was hooked. I had to, I got away just after that first lick of butter. I saw him coming at me with the spoon. There's a granny with a cranny. Lick out. Oh, it was a spoon. I, I dodged. I, I, so I was okay. Run! <laughs> in the article, the writer claims that claims they read one of the articles mentioned above and was motivated to do their own research. In the end, they stated that the world is a dark enough. We shouldn't go around researching ways to make it darker. Yes, we should. Why not, Dan? Mind your own fucking business. Seriously. This is our <laughs> job. God. Uh, yeah. Oh, why are you making the world dark, Scott? And why are you not minding your business? Stay in your lane, Dan. Yeah. Stay in your lane, buddy. Keep an eye out for the blog relating to the episode that uh, to be posted. Um, it'll have some interesting facts about some of the common legends that we heard about in our generation. That's us, not you younger people. <laughs> you younger fuckers don't know shit. And how, and how this compares to those. However, during my research, I came across two very interesting articles in reference to the Muffin Man that I'd like to share with you now. The first article is written by Burt Van... What the fuck? We were doing so good. So good! Yeah. Burt Van Zandtwink? Zand... Zandwick. Oh, because she did do it. Yeah. Van Zandwick. Jesus Christ. Burt, buddy, change your name. On the origins of Dutch folk uh, customs, one of the main reasons it caught my attention was because it gave me some more insight... Uh, into her, the researcher's Dutch heritage, wearing wooden shoes and shit. The article was pu published on July 24th of 2016 and is titled, Say, Do You Know the Muscle Man? That's me! Muscle, muscle man! <laughs> <laughs> I have but muscles for a man. Oh, that's wrong. That's not right. R I'm wrong at, one. I'm not at the gay bar. This article talks about the Dutch version of the rhyme, which was first documented in 1890, titled the Mosselman, or the Mosselman. The first stanza of the version goes like this in English. I won't make you read Dutch. Calm down, Scott. Oh, yeah, that's for me, huh? Yeah, I hope you don't make me read Dutch at twat. <laughs> Do you know the Mosselman? The Mosselman. The Mosselman. Do you know the Mosselman? Do you know uh, who lives in Scandinavian? What the fuck? In safe and again. Is that what that? Oh, yeah. Hey, she pronounced it. In safe and again. What? But fast. But say it fast. Okay. In safe and again. That's not right. Okay. Number one, my researcher needs Jesus. Just even putting this together like this. You need something because God damn it. Yeah. Uh, no, there's no saving my ass from being stupid. 
that's just that's that's a lost cause. The author, the author talked about how this limerick was so intriguing to them because it talked about a muscle man in Stephenigan. Good job. I say that too fast, my head starts to spin. Apparently, although this was uh, a known fishing town, mussels are not fished in that location. The majority of mussel fishing, I guess, is generally concentrated in Zealand. I thought okay. Zealand was me sleeping. Okay. Yeah. In fact, the author talks about how the names of places in Zealand, such as Arnamadu. We're going to go with that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Armanadu. Yeah, it says say it fast. And I did. Armanadu. That yes, sounds like a, that's, yeah. I make those sounds when I'm drunk. <laughs> Would fit the original lyric better than Safin Again does. However, this is not what I found interesting about the article that was just a side note to what I'm about to talk about. Oh, fucking A. This is just too much shit. Okay, that's after the author went through uh, some interesting facts and possibilities meaning behind the words and of uh, the lyrics, he actually talked about the English version and its apparent meaning. He even talked about its possible connection to Frederick Thomas Lin- Linwood. Here's what I found interesting: if the English version of the nursery rhyme is a caution of an evil lurking around the corner, an evil that entices young women and or children to torture, rape, and murder, and consumes them, then it could possibly have another underlying message. (laughs) Consider this for a moment, shall we? The Muffin Man is merely a child-friendly synonym for more ghastly terms such as rapist, murderer, child molester. His theory then would make more sense as the word muffin is a common English slang for the term of a woman's vagina. I knew it. Give me your muffin, you whore! (laughs) Oh fuck! <laughs> and that—that that... you okay over there? Per- yeah. <laughs> How's your muffin? Is it all? Is it all fluffy and like? Does it have nooks and crannies? <laughs> <laughs> now let's talk about Laura's dry muffin. That's what happens after thirty-one pages of the Muffin Man. <laughs> Oh, man. We're going to do just we're just going to leave that right there. I thought that was pretty good. You know, uh, as far as there's a lot of there's a lot of insight on this. Check out the blog when it does get posted, though. There's going to be a lot more information on it. It's a good story. And my thought is seriously that I think that there probably was a psychotic killing person that made because there's lots of stories. Yeah. That revolve around people in the food industry in England at certain times. It makes me think of Sweeney Todd. That's what I was thinking. There's Sweeney Todd, who, and she made the worst pies in London. <laughs> and then she made the best pies in London because she was Sweeney was killing motherfuckers. But um, I'm thinking there has to be some credibility to it 
Maybe it's not exactly like the nursery rhyme says. But there wouldn't be so much on it if there wasn't something true about right. it. I, I would say there's at least got to be an ounce of truth in that. I agree. That's just my thought. All right. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website, www.TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs, just type in at Brutal Nation. We'll pop right up. You get the full story without any of my bullshit. This show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. I'm going to smack my ass and call myself Sally. We will see you guys tomorrow for our Funky Fred Fetish Friday. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye.